0: Hey everybody, welcome back, HSC Podcast 67. Big Buck Steve on the mic. Big smooth, Derek, Fresh Wes. Back again. So if you missed him last week, let him know about it in the comments. Uh he misses me. Come on. <laughs> we we were talking about it last week, and we we're like, you know, you uh you, we need you for like the the other things because Derek and I always end up saying the same stuff. So we need you to be uh, like the the opposite, the, the, throwing the weird stuff from time to time, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: you got, you got to have that. You got to have that good opinions, you know, in there that you don't yeah. want to always be on the norm.
1: I, I look at things from a different
0: angle. <laughs> right, people, yeah.
1: people are still trying to figure out that angle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a good. It's a good angle to have. It's a good angle to have for sure. Uh, if you guys are uh, watching on YouTube or listening on podcast thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe and like uh leave comments and uh if you're listening on spotify apple podcast anchor appreciate listening uh so let's get into uh this week's episode obviously uh we want to kind of jump off here with the uh happenings of today which is in sports it's a big day is nba draft uh it's not quite over yet but first round's done um before we kind of talk about the drafts, you know, what's happening in this year's draft, I want to talk a little bit about, like, the uh, the kind of the diff- the way the draft is different over the years. Uh, I guess, you know, when we were first watching NBA when we were younger, it was kind of like, hey, you had these guys, they went to college for four years, they came out, they got drafted, right? And, like, you got to see them for a long period of time. You knew a lot of where they are coming from, but, you know, It wasn't there wasn't a lot of different makeup to the draft, I guess Mm -hmm. comparatively now. So when you guys see that today or as of recent, like how does that change the draft or how has it changed the draft? Is that good? Is it bad? What do you guys think about that?
2: Well, looking at for me, I was like you know, but the checking mocks mock drafts before the draft and all this, and I'm like, who are these people? (laughs) Like three of them are from the D League, right? And so it's like they. It's just kind of, I get it in a way. I just wish you would just let them come from high school and then straight in because you don't want. I didn't see any games with Scoot Henderson or the uh, Thompson twins or anything like that. Right. Yeah. I I heard of Scoot and then I heard of the Thompsons, but never seen any highlights or seen anything of
0: them. None of their Uh, games
2: were really on TV.
0: Right, right. Do you think that's a. Can be an advantage for players though to like play in the D league for a year or two. And then is it make them more NBA ready than maybe college does?
2: I would, I would kind of think so because you get used to like a travel schedule and everything and, uh, and just practice. And it's just all about basketball, you know, you, you don't have, have school to, like, to worry about, right? I mean, if they even worry about school, they have to <laughs> at least be on
0: campus, but right, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I would see that as I that's I was kind of thinking of it that same thought process was that it seems like almost as an advantage for them to um go into that first. And it's it's almost like a like what baseball does, right? With the minor leagues. Right. Yeah.
2: You get drafted out of high school and you can just go to the minors mm-hmm. and then they have the rookie league single A, double A, and triple A. So yeah.
0: Yeah, turn into like a, a farm system. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then you got, you know, guys coming from outside the country, obviously still, that's been, been around a lot longer, but right. still, you know, very prevalent, especially as more, uh, European stars and guys, you know, from other countries mm-hmm. start winning championships and, you know, you obviously got guys like Jokic and, uh, uh, Long, uh, just, uh, yeah, Luca Luca. yeah, uh, so it's. It's interesting, it's interesting makeup to the draft as I'm starting to look back at it, you know, comparatively to what, you know, when I was really into the draft, it was a lot different. You know, I'm not as much in the NBA draft. It's interesting to watch and we see a lot of games still. Some of these college players I seem to know really well, but a lot of these like you're talking about, I just don't know a lot about them either. Right. Um, how, Wes, how do you think that affects the draft? Is that, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing?
1: I mean, yeah, it's like looking at the the Thompson twins. I I knew nothing about them. I knew a little bit about Scoot just because of um, Victor, you know, because they, you know, it's like they played against each other, and that's the only reason I even knew anything about Scoot Henderson. Yeah, so it's it's, you know, it, yeah, it gets some. I think it gets more NBA ready. You got a bunch of guys that yeah, they travel and. They're playing against other elite talent, not like in high school where Bronny's playing like, you know, guys that aren't nearly as good. You know, they're not NBA, they're not NBA nearly NBA ready and they're high school kids and he's smoking them. And everyone's like, he always so great. He's already at commercials. Like, really? <laughs> like he, I mean, he, you know, when you watch LeBron, LeBron, it's like, come on, you know, you're putting way too much pressure on this kid.
0: Yeah, you are for sure. Um, and he's not, hes he's got a lot of spotlight, but he's not rated that particularly that high comparatively no. um, to some of the other players. Because there's a lot of good, good young high schoolers right now. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And so uh, it, he's going to have tough competition as far as when it comes draft time.
2: Didn't he lose to like, a, what's the team from Oregon,
0: right? Yeah. Um, uh,
2: what's like the, Lakeridge or Westland?
0: Westland, Westland right? Oh, I didn't know I that. I, oh, yeah, I thought they lost.
1: Yeah, that's funny.
2: <laughs> it, it was goes, like yeah. the Les Schwab Invitational or something, right? Oh, then, right? Les yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you you kind of look at the the top five and the top ten in the draft, right? And you are seeing D League guys. You're seeing overseas guys. Like, what what's the incentive it starts creating for guys coming out of high school to not go sure. to college? You know. Yeah. Because there might be more opportunity for them if they're really just all about basketball to just right. head that other direction. So I think it changes the dynamic a lot, even for those high school kids and what right. they see.
2: Well, especially if you come from a lower income background, why you want to go to college? Right. If you're good and, you know, if you're like, you know, you're going to be a top 10 pick, why go to college when you could just start earning money right away?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: obviously mill now, but and potentially put yourself in the uh, of a better chance almost to be a top pick, right? Because right? maybe you go to college, you get injured, or maybe right. you, you know you play on a team that doesn't fit your style as well. Uh, there's there's a big difference in college coaching. I think into the even the D league coaching, it's more going to be driven towards what the NBA does. Where college, it's about winning, right? It's about the coach's game plan. And you know, and matchups, things like that. So, but uh, talking about the draft, so I mean, I guess you know what we're talking about kind of leads into uh, I think the the scoot pick. I mean, we're obviously from Portland and we we followed the Blazers probably most of our lives.
1: Technically, we're from Portland, but we're just yeah, I'm, I'm,
0: not, I'm not really here. I'm actually, yeah. I'm already gone. <laughs> already gone. Well, it's not a bad. Place. Thought process. Uh, so, why do they why do they draft Scoot Henderson here? Like this, so they have Dame. Obviously, you're drafting a a highly highly rated point guard. I mean, I guess they thought he would go number two. Was his projection?
2: You got to take so the what, best player available. I mean, is it
0: a best player available thing? You think
2: this is a positionless league now? You don't yeah. need like their traditional seven foot center and a you know you could put. You can play them both together, or the big thing is—is is he's a huge trade ship.
0: Yeah. Well, what about yes, Simmons? You know, you got maybe you trade Simmons.
2: Well, the the what people were saying was for like Zion or Paul George or someone like that, you'd have to trade both. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: So Simmons, they
1: don't, they don't yeah. want to give up on Simmons. They they want to keep them, and I think. Derek's kind of right in his initial assessment that if you get Scoot Henderson, then you have a trade show. You don't yeah. have to give up on Anthony. They want to keep him. Um, so he might be a trade. He might be like just a trade option. Yeah. you are play them alright you are you play playing them all. Player.
0: Right. You're playing them all three in a rotation. Maybe even if you don't yeah. trade them. Yeah.
2: Well, And then if it doesn't work out and you're like, okay, we're going to look to the future now, then you trade Dame.
0: Right. Yeah. If they're having like a bad start to the season, you know, you may see that that move happen earlier than later. Yeah. You know, especially if they can get, you know, a draft hall and someone to come in and play, you know, maybe a, a big position.
2: Did you see like what at first when the Wizards did that trade of Brad Beal, I thought this was a horrible trade. Now, like, all this have you seen all the specifics to all the draft picks and everything they've gotten for? for I I, I didn't
0: look that deep.
2: It's crazy. It's like 12 draft picks, right? (laughs) Like, players, and they got what Jordan Poole and um, Tyra. Tyus Jones and all that, plus like a plethora of draft picks.
0: Yeah. Right. It's ridiculous. It is kind of crazy but when you look at the Suns, though. It's like, man, you're really putting all your eggs in this basket <laughs> yeah, thinking are. that this big three is going to win you a championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I mean, I, I like I think I like the position for Beale here because um I think it takes a lot of pressure off of him. Yeah. And I think he's a better player when he doesn't have to be, you know, the star. I right. think he plays really well when he can be that uh, get a lot of one on one or even off ball shots, you know, where he's because uh, he's a he's a great shooter. And if you're not even if, if you've got a double team or if you're collapsing and you, you leave him open, he's gonna make a lot of shots.
2: And you know he's one of the best rebounding guards in the right. NBA. Yeah. So he, it's like he, he doesn't just shoot, he can actually do some stuff for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
0: honestly, So he can
1: take Deontay Aiden's job, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Since> he, <laughs> well, they're since looking to trade him too.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he, I mean, you kind want to get rid of. Got you. you got you wonder why you still got value in him, right? Cuz yeah. he's he's he looks like he's headed the wrong way. Yeah from where he was right because when he came into the league like he everybody thought and and he was playing a little bit like it like he was going to be a powerhouse center
2: well i think also it's like you said it's what kind of coaching i mean they probably weren't when you bring in durant and booker and stuff you're not trying to do pick and roll and things like that it's like more iso and perimeter shooting heavy
0: yeah puts him in a a hard position because that's not his strength right
2: He's a traditional center.
0: Right. But still, he, his he's still got a rebound. Like, <laughs> even if you're not scoring, man, you got a rebound. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. I mean, and, you know, obviously I want to talk about. It. So, let's talk about Portland's other pick before we get through others, go, go to some other places in the draft. Uh, so, they got a, another first rounder at 23 in, in Murray. Uh, I like that pick too. I,
1: I really like that pick. Uh, what what do you think of that, Wes? Yeah, I don't know much about that. I saw some highlights of him. Yeah, he seems like he's you know he plays. He's actually a power forward. He actually you know he's not, you know he's not an explosive player, but he he hits threes. He's a good three point shooter. He rebounds. Looks like he plays defense. You know he's looks like he's a solid player. And you know if they lose um, Grant. You know, they you know he can just kind of step right in. I mean, he's kind of ready to play right now. So I think it for at 23, I think it's a, it's a solid bit.
2: And his, his pro comp is his twin brother.
1: Right. Murray.
2: Yeah. So and King Murray does
0: pretty well. Yeah. I like a I like that it he's a great defender, and it's I think that's what they really needed. They need someone who can do do that. Uh, I think he has a lot of energy, which I think is helpful. I mean I watched uh, quite a bit of different Iowa games you know throughout when he was playing there and and he was just always a hustle guy, which that's what I think one that's good for any team uh, but if he can knock down some perimeter shots when he's open, if he can play defense on a, on some bigger guys, I think it's a real help for them and potentially could be a really good uh, you know sixth man to start off with something like that. Uh, so good. I, I mean, I guess Portland did well, right? Two first round picks. You got two good players. Uh, I think you guys are right. When you talk about scoop could be a bargaining chip, you know, so maybe he's, he can fit in or he can, you know, help in trades, things like that.
1: Or you mix that, those three on the floor, like Simmons, right. Simons and Lillard and him. And then you have, you know, you have, Murp. Murp, you got Murray who, you know, you need a guy like him to hustle and, and be like that Jerome Kersey type player. Yeah, Only right. he can hit threes. You leave him open, yeah. he can, he'll kill you on threes. So it's like he can shoot threes too. So yeah. I think it kind of makes you know them a little bit more competitive this year. Yeah, well, overall, I'd say they did well. <clears throat> yeah,
2: I'm not – As sold on Simons as other people, I'd rather if we could get if we could package him and scoot and get a Zion or like a Paul George or someone like that, I would, I would, I would do that.
0: Yeah. If you're wanting to win right away, it it depends, it depends on what your end
1: goal is, right? If you're trying to build, yeah, I think they want to get, I think they'd rather get Zion just because George is hurt. He's, he just, he just well, Zion's hurt all the time too. All this, yeah yeah when well, is Zion Zion's gotta lose like 30 pounds. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and that's another problem too. It's like, are you really gonna you're gonna go pretty much all in on Zion when
2: you know well, the other mean? one was also on that team was Brandon Ingram.
0: That would be an interesting pick. That would be yeah. good. That yeah, would uh, that would be good for them. Uh the so I think there's pressure to not build for the future. I think there's pressure to win right now because I I don't think they want to lose Dame. I think they see Dame as hopefully retiring as a blazer, you know, playing at a high level here for the rest of his career, but he he needs to win. He wants to win. Like you could tell he wants to be on a winning team. He's, 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 he's said it in not so many words that, you know, he, he would be willing to go somewhere if he had to. Right. Um, If they
2: don't get their act together and give him a team.
0: Exactly. And I think that puts some pressure on them to say, well, we can't necessarily now just trade off and hope for a future, you know, because we may then lose our present.
2: Well, that was the whole thing is, is like they hold held on to McCollum for way too long. Right. They got rid of him earlier when his
0: at the height of his. Right. Before they signed the $200 million contract. Yeah. And and then
2: they could have gotten somebody gotten stuff better than they did. And that was (laughs) the issue. They held on. That's the problem with the Blazers is they hold on to guys too long when they should have got rid of them sooner. Right. Like Batum. Um, I mean,
0: Jermaine yeah, it's O'Neill. It's, it's a long list. So when you guys look at the first round, you know, what are some standouts for you? You know, what? what's something that, you know, you look at, you think that's a good pick or that's wonder why they picked that. That's a bad pick. Um, I mean, because I think there's uh, quite a few interesting picks here. I really thought the Rockets did really well. Yeah, we got
2: Amon Thompson and Cam um, Whitmore at twenty. Right, Cam Whitmore was supposed to be a top ten pick. Yeah, Whitmore solid, and he fell to twenty. So I think that's a huge value, and to get one of the, get the better of the. Uh, Thompson twins plus mm-hmm. Whitmore that helps out a lot your team. De-
0: yeah, I liked. Uh, there's a couple of different picks, but I, I really like. Let's see, Uh Jacquez Junior. I think is a great pick for for Miami. Yeah, I that, think that, that. Yeah, especially at eighteen, because I think that he gives a lot more than. You know, um, I think he's also another one of those energy guys. He's he can play defense. He's he's a good fit for Miami's style. So I thought that was a real good pick for them. I thought the uh, the lively Derek lively pick was interesting for Oklahoma City because I see potential in him, you know, but he's got a lot of work to do. His offense isn't super strong. He's one of those tall skinny guys mm-hmm. it, it, almost like a you're looking at a, a a non-scoring chet holmgren you know and it's like I, I thought that was an interesting pick for them i don't think it, it, it might turn out right if they because he plays great defense he's long and, and he can um he gets off the ball he helps help defense is good so i thought that was an interesting pick And then Memphis picking Sasser, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. that's almost like a, we don't
1: trust Mm -hmm. John Morant, you know? Yeah. That was kind of, but again, you can interchange. Yeah. I mean, you can. Now you got Marcus Smart and, you know, Sasser
0: is for sure like a legit point guard though.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. It's an interesting, uh, like just in case. Right. Right. Yeah. In
0: case you go off
1: the deep end. Yeah. Did they
2: trade for Sasser?
1: I don't think they did.
2: Because I got the Pistons got Sasser.
1: As, oh. I got
0: twenty-five. I had thought Memphis had him. I, I got six, twenty-five
2: yeah. as the Pistons took him.
1: I got him twenty I got twenty-five and he went to Memphis.
0: Yeah. Oh well maybe. Yeah, I don't know if that was a trade or something like that, but um, I didn't see that draft, so I don't know if they traded it or how they got it. I'm just, I just looked, saw the uh, the outcome there. Yeah, he.
2: Let's see. What's this? Okay. The uh... yeah, the Pistons took Sasser.
1: They traded. Oh, oh, that's see. That's what's confusing is. Well, th- that makes more sense then. On my site, they don't say that it's. Uh, yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, because mine just says just show yep. just says Memphis drafted him.
1: Yeah. So
2: he. The yeah. They traded back he's... in on the first round and took. Sass. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I see that now. Huh. Well, that's good for the Pistons then. Uh, Because I think getting Sasser that late is a good pick for whoever. Um, Jordan Hawkins, I think, was a great pick, too, at 14. Because I think he's coming off of, you know, obviously a great final season at UConn. And he's a shooter. He's just a pure, pure shooter.
2: And he's related to uh, Reese from LSU. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think they're cousins.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I thought that was a great pick though, too. At fourteen, I think you get a an NBA ready um, rookie out of him.
2: And then, um, well, I do. Even though you know, I thought Scoot's the better player. I do like Miller. And they got Nick Smith at twenty-seven, the Hornets. Yeah. And then they got um, they got James Naji at center, the thirty-first pick, and then they just drafted Amari Bailey. Wow,
0: boy, they had a lot of picks.
2: But the, it's looked like they're going the college route, though.
0: Yeah, and that's you know,
2: Amari Bailey was pretty dang good. They're going full youth moment. That's a lot of picks. Yeah, got two guards, a center, and a small forward.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I think Miller was obviously was a good pick at two, because I, I think he's probably better long term Mm -hmm. than either you know Henderson Thompsons. I think yeah, Miller has, has a, a higher ceiling.
2: A 3 and D with great like right. athleticism, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I think just I'm a be, yeah, higher
2: ceiling. I don't know, for me, I don't, you know, when they talk, and this is just the media always talking like this, and they're talking about Victor, about him being the most hyped, and I'm like, there's no way he was more hyped than LeBron was. Coming out, right LeBron was so hyped i mean they were having everyone they were showing his high school games yeah we didn't see any of victor's games the <laughs> dude is like 10 pounds
0: this yeah, is, I, was, this I was watching uh i watched quite a bit of his his uh footage and uh yeah he could shoot and he could dribble i don't think he does much different than chet holgram did
2: right and i don't i am we can go way back, and I was like, I don't think Holmgren's going to be any good,
0: right? Well, and you don't know yet, you know, because obviously he gets injured. So that's the same thing that 10 can happen pounds. here, right. right? The dude well, is and, so brittle. I think to play, to be playing center, right? And he, but he does have a good outside game, and, and that's so that's the difference. Say, like when Durant came out, right? It was like, oh, he's too small. Or, you know, he doesn't weigh enough. He's not strong enough. But Durant really just focused on jump shooting, you know, and shooting, pull up, pull up jumpers, shooting off the ball. He didn't even, you know, rebound that great until later in his career. So I think it really depends on how they play him, right? So what, what, how the offense is designed. Because he's got the, he's got a lot of skills.
1: Oh, yeah. But they get they gotta they gotta ease him and i would not play him very many minutes early in the season at all right you do not want to risk i mean you don't want to risk your franchise i mean next awesome. year next year's a wash anyways you gotta you gotta develop him you know kind of bring him along and then halfway through the season and then turn it on but you know you don't want to take any chance in there you know he is very skinny but he has ridiculous ability mm-hmm Popovich doesn't have that much time to slow play this though. They've already <laughs> talked about
2: him retiring.
1: Yeah. Well he's
0: <clears throat> Yeah, he's he might be just ready to retire and build the franchise for him. He's like, I'll do a couple things here, and then I'll just retire and just hand it over on a building, you know, on an upward momentum. Right,
2: when well, they took over coaching, when they drafted Duncan, he was the GM.
0: Right. Like, oh,
2: I got Tim Duncan. Okay, I'm going to start <laughs> being a coach.
0: Yeah. When was
1: that? When was Duncan drafted? Like 98. 97. <laughs> 97. Uh, uh, Robinson was 87, and Duncan was 97.
0: 97. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, uh, it, it's. I think it's it's one of those that you you just have to see how it plays out, right? Because there is there's no doubt he's skilled, super skilled, right? But you also saw, I don't know if, like I said, there was plenty of footage I saw of him getting pushed around a lot, especially on defense when he was trying to stop some of the bigger guys, uh, just backing
1: him in, you know, all the way underneath the hoop, and then just getting layups, you know. Yeah, and and they're gonna Popovich is gonna he's gonna. Fix that either two ways. It's like he's going to fix his technique, or he's just going to be like, you know, you're off ball and you just block everybody from behind. Yeah, that's just basically, you know, he'll figure it out. Because I mean, what's his wingspan? That's like, holy crap! It's like just stupid. Yeah, it's like a hundred feet.
0: <laughs> he he blocks you from the other side of the court. Yeah, he doesn't actually go back on on defense. Um, I I mean, it's, but you're right. As far as LeBron James was by far the most hyped high school or, or I guess it's just draft drafted player coming out. Cause I mean, I guess technically, you know, Victor's not really a, a high school player, you know, cause he's, he's coming out of France. Right. (laughs) But that was what they were saying. It was like, he's the most hyped
2: basketball player ever to come in the draft. I'm like, really? Yeah. LeBron yeah. was
0: way more hyped. Yeah, LeBron, it was pretty crazy. He signed
1: a $90 million uh, deal right. before he even played the game. Right. He didn't even play ridiculous. a game yet. <laughs> and I just remember 90, ESPN putting his
2: 90. high school game. ESPN didn't
1: put any of France's games on.
0: <laughs>
1: Which I think is kind of dumb. It right. would have been fun. I've watched some of his games. It's, like, it's kind of fun to watch. It's like, this is absurd.
0: Yeah. Well, there is. Like I said, there, there's good and bad footage. You know, if you watch a lot of the footage, you'll see you'll see crazy stuff. Especially his shooting. His shooting is nuts because he's so tall, and he's really good off the dribble. And so, can you imagine trying to to stop a pull up jumper from him? Like, how's that possible? It's it's impossible. Like, what are you gonna do? Blow on him and he'll fall over. <laughs> Well, you can't <laughs> in the NBA anymore. It's a foul. He's
1: like, oh, you blew on him too hard. Foul. <laughs> he, he says he eats five times a day.
0: And they yeah, showed uh, some of
1: his meals he eats. I'm like, really? I wish I had that type of metabolism. You, you got to when you're that tall and yeah. you're an athlete with that.
0: You know, your metabolism has to be just, metabolism has to be insane. Well,
2: it's, what you need to see, Wes, is like Michael Phelps' diet when he was swimming. Oh, my yeah, god. Right. Gosh. I kind
0: of saw that. Yeah, so well, I guess uh, talking about Victor, uh, that might turn us into our next topic because he might be part of this someday. And we're we're talking about uh, top five NBA draft bus, our all-time top five NBA draft bus. Uh, and this is th- there's a, an interesting list, I think. So this is fun to do. Um, because some some come come to mind immediately. Some become more prevalent after some research. And then some that come to mind immediately, for me anyway, you see it, do it a little differently as you start to research more, right? So let's get into it. Top five NBA draft busts. Who wants to start with number five?
2: Oh, I'll go. My number five, speaking of LeBron James's draft, is Darko Milicic? Yeah, picked number two by the Pistons. Then Carmelo gets picked. Dwayne Wade gets picked. You know later, it's like Pistons were coming off the championship, right? He got the number two pick, and they passed on Carmelo Anthony, who single handedly
0: just got won the championship, his only right. national championship. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he was uh. So, he's not on my list of top five, but he was right there. Like, I would probably have him at six.
1: What do you got, Wes? I had to go with Adam Morrison in 2006 from Gonzaga. Um, never really did anything uh, towards ACL in the preseason, of course. Um only shot 37% during his rookie season. Right. He just, he just, everyone thought – and there was just so much noise. Like, oh, he's going to be sober. He's going to be all-star. He didn't do anything. He didn't say the league.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's a lot of times injuries, right, come up. But still, like, injuries aren't the only factor when you talk about busts sometimes. But uh, yeah, he he didn't do a lot at all, and I think that's a that's a good pick. So I got number five. I got Hashim to beat. Uh, the reason I picked him is because he he had the hype of being this Dikembe Mutombo, Patrick Ewing type of defender, and uh, the problem I had with him is is that he didn't carry that over to the NBA. Plus he already sucked on offense and he didn't do that dude well on offense either, but you didn't bring the defense that you were supposed to bring, that you were drafted for, that you were really molded for your whole college career. And, uh, and then he just washed out real quick as well. Like he, he didn't have any real longevity in the league and, you know, to be drafted that high, you know, you got to, You know, you got to perform a lot better than that, even if it's just blocking shots and getting rebounds. Right. So I got him at five. All right. Let's go. Number four. Wes, why don't you lead us off with number four? Sean Bradley, six, two pick,
1: 1993. Seven foot six, right? What's there's a. That's kind of interesting. Uh, obviously, he'd probably be the tallest player ever taken that high. Um, he played two and a half years in Philly, averaged two point five points for his career, <laughs> a game. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So.
0: Um,
2: that's it's kind of amazing. I did not remember him being that bad. I thought he, he was serviceable.
0: Right, right. And that's that's kind of what I noticed as I started looking at these different picks and things like that and, and drafts, bus. But I, I mean, he was definitely near the top of my list too. But I think uh, I'm kind of on the same wavelength as Derek. There, I like in my mind, he was better than he really was. So, number four, I got Adam Morrison. So, Wes just mentioned him. Uh, it, he really was a big bust because he only ended up playing like four years as well. So, on top of like not producing anything, he only played four years, never had – his rookie season was his best season. It still wasn't that good. And then it's just gone. You're talking about a number three pick. It Jordan's first pick, you know, ever as a as a owner, GM, like, you, you get picked by the goat, like, you better come to play. And, uh, but the disappointing thing I think for Morrison was he played so well at Gonzaga. You know, he had a really high scoring average, just, you know, took them, you know, far every season. And, and uh, that was a big bust. We got a four, Derek. Well, my four, he had okay
2: numbers, but he just didn't play very much. And his nickname in college was "Never Nervous Purvis," but his nickname in the pros is "Out of Service." Purvis. <laughs> that's, that's Purvis fine. Ellison. He was the number one pick overall, <laughs> traded after one year. Right, he was traded the next year after being the number one overall pick.
0: That's so. a that's a that's a good good. Top, uh, good guy in there. I didn't have him in, in my top... I didn't even think I had him in my top 10. Because, you know, he,
2: he basically took and got Louisville National Championship. He was right. the man. And then he just never took over in the NBA, and he was hurt all
0: the time. Right. Yeah, so that's a good one. I like that one. All right. So number three... That's uh, me. I'll lead off here. So I have Anthony Bennett here. And when you're talking about the number one overall pick, like you better be good. Like you you, you got to bring something more than, you know, going, I mean, his career stats are bad, like four points, three rebounds <laughs> career, you know, again, You're playing four years, then you bounce to the D League, and now like nobody even knows who and where you are. And so when you when you do that as a number one pick, that's to me that that's a huge bust. And I never thought he was that good in the first place, but he showed it when he came to the NBA. So Bennett three, what do you got?
2: That's my number three too. Is Anthony Bennett?
0: (laughs) He was labeled as.
2: The next Larry Johnson, because he came from UNLV, he was right. about the same height, same build, you know. The, yeah, and then he just disappeared.
0: Yeah, that was a, uh, and and it just like disappeared from the moment he was drafted too.
2: Yeah, he didn't do anything memorable at all.
0: Right, it just like guy goes number one, and then just never hear from him again. All right, Wes, what do you got it? What do you got at 3?
1: Um, I got Marco Folks, number 1 pick in 2017 from Washington. Um, early in his career, shoulder surgery kind of screwed things up, but uh it re- screwed up his shooting stroke. It took him forever to like recover. He, I mean, he really couldn't even shoot very well. Um, he I think it was 2018 he was shooting 33% from the field. Um his highest scoring game in his career is 28 points and four steals. He plays currently for um the Orlando Magic but Orlando, yeah. doesn't doesn't really do. I mean he's he's all right, but I mean everyone thought he was going to be so I remember the hype. It's like there was it, a lot of hype around There was a Holtz. lot of hype. It's like come on, he's not that good.
0: Yeah. It's I kind of unfair that he
1: got picked first because he should have been the first pick. No. So. And here here's my issue
2: with the process. You know, you, you have you get those draft picks. You got to draft the right people. Yeah. You took faults. You could have had Jason Tatum, right? I mean, yeah. Look at all those wasted early picks they had. Fultz, what Okafor, Noel.
1: I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, Cleveland kind of did the same thing. I mean, it, what the worst part is, they lo- He lost his. He lost his starting job to JG of Reddit. Your boy, <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> I mean.
0: Yeah, he was. He was a pretty big disappointment. That's for sure. Especially you know for the number one, but also with the hype around <laughs> him. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to number two. Derek. My
2: number two is Greg Oden. Yeah. Number one overall pick. Blazers didn't learn at all. Didn't learn anything. Injury history center or dynamic scorer. Let's take the injury-riddled center. And (laughs) what happened? Dame wouldn't be irritated and upset right now if it was him and Durant. (laughs) No. Don't even say that. Even that, it could it would have been Lamarcus Aldridge, Durant, and Lord.
0: Right.
1: Mm
0: They it was a big miss with Odin, and uh, yeah, I mean, like Odin has to be up there. Like when you look at like all time, bus, I don't know how you don't put Odin up there.
1: Wes what do you got it to? Um I got Sam Bowie. You know, I mean all right, player. I mean it's not like Odin were Odin was just couldn't Two play years, it's just a, a couple years lost. and out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but still, I mean, let's not take that Michael Jordan guy. I mean, it's effing Michael Jordan. <laughs> right, you right. Don't take Michael Jordan. You take it even sounds wrong. Sam, you take either Sam Bowie <laughs> or Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, I will be effing kidding me. To be fair, oh god, yeah,
2: back I in that. No, here's the thing:
1: that's it was a, a
2: positional thing. league, right? They didn't play positionless game. And that's what they number already one. have, they had Clyde Drexler. That's right. Why it's not number one? The the dumbest thing they should that what they should have done was taken Barkley.
0: Yeah, and Barkley had been a good pick. I mean, obviously, that's the hard part about the about the Sambui, old Michael Jordan debacle is, first of all, they lose the coin flip for Elijah. Juan, yeah, that's right. What <laughs> so that that really, that already really sucks. But they they had a team built already. They were missing a center, you know, and it was a game of filling filling holes back then. My thing with Sam Bowie is he actually had a pretty long career. Yeah, he got ahead of injuries at Portland. He started off in Portland, played decently. He actually had decent statistics. You know, he was a decent center. But then he had missed a whole year, you know, had a hard time coming back from the injury. And then they traded the Nets. And he plays pretty well for another, you know, four or five years. And so he he, – I think the biggest thing with – Sam Bowie, and, and the, the hardest thing to get over is that you drafted him before Michael Jordan. Right. Like, hey, by the way, you missed out on the best player ever. <laughs> good job. <laughs> so my number two is have- also
1: been like he was, Yeah, right, right.
2: <laughs> he probably would have got injured. <laughs> well, I was going to say they did trade Sam Bowie for Buck Williams.
0: Right. Right. There you go. I mean, he gave him some good good numbers too, good years. So I have a my number two is also a Portland center. Uh, except it's not Sam Bowie or Greg Oden. <laughs> it's LaRue Martin.
1: That's I saw all that.
0: Another center. This is before Sam Bowie. So you already should have learned once. Drafted him number one overall. Dude, barely played four years. They played five years and then, you know, averaged like five points a game, like no blocks, four rebounds a game, like didn't do anything as a number one overall center pick. Yeah. <laughs> and then you and then you come back and do it again twice. Uh, so at some point, like you had to learn. But here's here's what makes him a bust to me. It's like you come in, yeah, he was a little bit undersized for a center, but yeah. you're still the number one overall pick, right? And at that time, the number one overall pick was a big deal, especially at the center. And when you don't perform at all, and then you're just, again, nobody's ever heard of you,
1: right, because you were such a bust. I didn't. So, I, I saw that, like, on one site, top like, top five picks, bust, three of them were the Blazers. Yeah. Oh, God, it's well, so bad. Well, the
2: thing right. with LaRue, too, was a little conspiracy. <laughs> Because um, Bob McAdoo came out that year. Right. The rumors were he was going to go in the ABA. And the NBA commissioner advised NBA teams not to take him. Right. So the Blazers took LaRue Martin. The Buffalo Braves with the next pick. Took, took Dr.
0: McAdoo. J. Or no, or the you also could have Dr. J.
2: Yeah, Dr. J, but he was already playing in the <laughs> ABA at the time. Right. But McAdoo was drafted second overall and went yep. to the NBA. Yeah. So if they didn't listen to the commissioner, it would have just drafted McAdoo.
0: Yeah, or you could have got Dr. J. <laughs> he was pretty good too.
2: Yeah, but he would have had to. I don't know what it happened. See, because the the Bucks drafted Dr. J, and he never played for the Bucks, so. Right. I don't know if he just wasted that pick or not.
0: Yeah, they had definitely had some weird, different things happening back then because of the the two leagues. So, that's that's what I got as my number two. Let's see. Let's get to number one here. Wes, you're leading us off. Number one. Greg Odin.
1: <laughs> Greg Oden, man. It's like, yeah, it's just that Kevin Durant guy came pretty good. And Greg Odin, you know, I don't know. He's still around. I don't even know where he is. But, yeah, it was, it was pretty uh, horrific. He's I remember – Remember? No, he's a the Remember when I, we saw him? He's on the factory and it was a comedy night and he's like out there and he's like, oh yeah, he's like we're like, why are you here? You should be like or shouldn't you be practicing or rehabbing or whatever? You're <laughs> and the, the the comedian like busted on him. He started like busting on him hardcore. <laughs> like just roasting him. Um, thank, it was like Thanksgiving too.
0: I was oh, like, brutal.
1: That's, it was brutal. And you know what? <laughs> A week later, he got hurt. Done. <laughs> Last time he played,
0: he's a. I mean, my number one's also Greg Oden. So I mean, I, I'm right there with you. Obviously, we all have him near the top. The what I also didn't like about Oden, is he's he's the the epitome of bust, right? He he didn't perform. He definitely had injuries, but he also. The big problem I had with him was attitude, willingness to want to perform. And I get it. Injuries happen, right? That's part of sports. But to be the number one pick, to be this generational talent that everybody thought he was, enough for you to take him over Kevin Durant. Because it's not like everybody didn't know Kevin Durant wasn't going to be good. Everybody knew Durant was going to be good. Like they knew it. So it wasn't like, oh, we don't know about this Kevin Durant kid. Like everybody knew he was good. But there was hype around Odin as like this is like gonna be one of the most
1: amazing centers to ever play the game. Like like the game, it was still the nineteen eighties. They were thinking, right. Oh yeah, you know, we're just gonna get another, you know, a center that's gonna carry us into the you know the twenty-first yes, I mean, century. It's like Kevin Durant, a dude with that know, wingspan with that those that, that's
0: that's the thing that though, rain. athletically and the range he had, like I remember Aldridge. Marcus Aldridge who is a big guy was he 6'10 probably maybe 6'11 he's a shot blocker he could jump he's like he was talking about one day in practice where he went up for a block and Odin was like a foot higher than him you know blocking behind him so like he he, Aldridge couldn't get the block goes over Aldridge's hand but then Odin's a foot higher and gets it you know and so yeah it's not like he didn't have the skill set I think he didn't have the mentality I think that's what made him the biggest bust. And
1: he looked like he was 40 when he was 20. <laughs> that should have been the first sign. Like, something's wrong here. I mean, you look like Robert Parrish right now. And you're well, like and, uh,
2: he was also injured throughout the whole
1: season in college.
0: Right, right. He, Yeah, he was definitely hurt plenty I mean, in college. Let's so. check
1: those joints out, maybe, before we right. start like pulling the trigger on this, you know?
0: So I I'm I'm same as you there, Wes. And we we know Derek's Odin's not number one for Derek because he already had Odin at uh, two. Mine is very controversial.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Never played a game in the NBA. So that's why he's the biggest draft bust ever. That's Lynn Bias.
0: <laughs> oh man, that is controversial. <laughs> oh my god.
2: You're taking number one overall. And he died of a drug overdose the next day.
1: Right. I didn't know it was the next day. Yeah. What? God, was it, this it was partying be from the. It's bad.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's that's brutal. I um, yeah, I mean, I guess it. You, the, there's not much more of a bust than that, right? Because you actually didn't even step on the court. Bust. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a tough one. Like I, I'm. I'm leaving dead guys out of my list. Derek, yeah. <laughs> Derek doesn't care. Yeah, Derek's, Derek's like, doesn't matter. <laughs> <is like>,
1: facts <laughs> are facts. <laughs>
0: well,
2: if it was any other franchise, yeah. it would have destroyed the franchise.
1: Derek pulled the De Niro. This is this. <laughs> this isn't something else. This is this.
0: <laughs> like what, Derek, you want to talk about Hank Gathers too? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, we should be laughing. Hank yeah. Gather's
0: gonna die
2: of a recreational drug, over <laughs> yeah. Us, no. So,
0: right? So, yeah, so we can we can blame Lynn because he's uh the druggie. No, he that was uh-huh. no, he that's wasn't. A, I mean, it's super they sad because he wasn't even that was
2: like his first time doing it, too.
0: Yeah, right. They're just bad decisions, but
2: that's I mean, you just wasted the number one overall pick, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. I don't even look to see
0: who was in that draft. What year was it? Wasn't that like a rough time for like a a couple people in that draft? Like didn't the couple people have problems? Probably. In 86. Uh Oh. Okay, he
2: wasn't first. He was must have been second. Uh He was second overall. Brad Doherty went one. But you had – yeah, because Roy Tarpley was in the same draft that's what I'm
0: saying yeah Tarpley was in the same draft
2: but you had, had one too right uh, Chris Washburn
0: yeah Chris
2: two Washburn. and three were complete like but you also had Chuck Person, Ron Harper, Johnny Dawkins, John Sally, uh, Hot Rod Williams, Del Curry Um, it's also the Mark Price, Dennis Rodman, Sabonis all got drafted that year. So, right. Kevin Duckworth.
0: But, <laughs> it's kind of crazy, though, that because Washburn, he could easily have made the list. Yeah. Um, and then Roy Tarpley, who played pretty good, still had a drug problem.
2: Yeah. Because he was banned from the NBA. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was a weird draft for sure yeah cuz yeah
2: washburn played for 2 years
0: right he was drafted what 6 or something like that no he was 3 3 wow wow i mean yeah and that's that's right there that could easily be top 5 but nobody knows about him cuz he just disappeared
2: yeah, and that, I mean think about that. Like that was the years you had like perfect there were lots of really big busts in the mm-hmm. mid
0: 80s. Right. Yeah, they didn't really scouting wasn't at its top back then. <laughs> oh man, that's uh that's a good list. We had a lot of difference on there than I thought we would. Uh of course Wes had to throw a couple in there that you wouldn't guess, and then Eric finishes off the grand finale. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get uh, let's get into our next topic then. Uh, this is a good topic. So as we've been doing traditionally here on the HSC podcast, throwing uh, something besides sports at people, we're back in movies. And this time we're talking about maybe one of the greatest franchises of all time. James Bond, 007 does it get any better than that. I mean, think about how long this has been going on. When was the first movie? 60? 62. 62, right? And then they just just had one in 2021, and they have another one coming, right? Well, they need to get a new James Bond. Well, as soon as they figure out who's going to be the new James Bond, right? But But still, like, you're talking about 40, 60 years, right? 60 years almost. Yeah, 60 years between first movie and, and last movie. Uh, so, love it. Obviously, uh, we we all love James Bond. Everybody should. Such a great it uh, character. Be, it should be re- required viewing in school.
1: Re- it should be required viewing.
0: I watched a lot of James Bond when I was young, and a lot of the older ones, too. Yeah. I, there, there was a time period where I didn't enjoy it too much. Uh, there, a couple of the not all of them, but there's a couple. Pierce Brosnan, I wasn't super happy about. Uh, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton was a rough little, uh, It's just like a hiccup, though. Yeah, you know. And uh, and then well. there's even there even like there is some stuff I also don't like about Daniel Craig. There's some stuff I really like about him though too. Like he 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 plays the role a little differently than I guess that I I enjoy. But I do like some of the things he does that he can do. So uh so here we go top five but well, we're not talking top five james bond movies we're talking top five james bond villains so we're throwing in a twist and so let's uh now i will tell you i mean we'll start off by saying i might i might be a little looser on this list than you guys as what classifies as as the villain yeah That's... are you talking him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, that was hard for me too because I was like, oh, it's kind of a henchman, but they're villains. Yeah, what's because there's the there's the ultimate masterminds, right? And sometimes there's multiple mm-hmm. of them because sometimes the ultimate mastermind is Spectre, you know. So it's yep. not like it's not like the it's actually, uh, you know, that anyway. So uh, let's get into it. Here we go. Top five James Bond villains. Uh,
1: Wes, why don't you lead us off? Number five. I got odd job. Nice. Just because it's odd job. I mean, the part odd where job. he throws that and it chops off, you know, the statue's head. And that was cool. But when he crushed the golf ball, <laughs> like, you know how hard it is to crush a golf ball? <laughs> and the look on, I mean, you're just like, what? And <laughs> the look oh, yeah. on Double Seven's face. Yeah, I used to tell my dad it because we'd watch that laugh about it. And I said, It's funny because Double Seven's like, kind of gives you that look like, oh, dude, this dude's going to kill me. I don't care. Right.
0: Whatever. <laughs> and then the end
1: fight scene with Odd Job is just like, he's like throwing gold off his chest. It's just bouncing off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh,
0: like... He's, Odd Job's definitely on my list. That was one of the ones where I was like, Henchman versus Villain. Yeah. And but I love I love that job one of one of my favorite characters of all you know when, you, when it goes down to that um, and I'll be with you in a minute when we talk about henchmen <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now I'll go with my number five is Mr Big uh, Mr Big you know I you you talking about Roger Moore you know it's kind of like his coming out. Bond party he's he's not playing it that well, you know, and uh and Mr. Big kind of makes the movie, right? But he also he it's like he he's he's like this in control of all these different people. It's like he's running a network, you know. <laughs> and he, he's like this uh big time guy, which has the name Mr. Big. So I really like he also really encapsulated the character better than sometimes some of the other villains did there's been good villains in the past where i don't know if they encapsulated their character as well as he did so i got mr big at five
2: i thought wes would have said the best part of that movie is jane seymour
1: right (laughs) we'll talk about bond girls another
0: yeah (laughs) that's another topic
2: uh my five is a henchman but it's not odd job i love odd job but i left him off my list but mine is to me the quintessential henchman and that's jaws. Good old jaws. Oh
0: the best.
2: I mean they kind of did him dirty when they turned him good in um Moonraker but I right, right. loved me man. He was didn't have to say a word. Both of them Oddjob and Jaws didn't really they didn't talk.
0: Yeah. J- jaws Jaws just so daunting you know and it's like he just looked the part so well, so good, you know, it's just like perfect. Like you couldn't cast anybody better for that part. You can't, you know, and so I, I all all my number four is Jaws. So I, I have Jaws at four, it's my only henchman. Um, even though there's others I have, you know, I love odd job, love another henchman I won't mention in case it's on your list, but Jaws for me. I put Jaws at four because I I couldn't put him above that just because there's some really iconic villains, but Jaws is just it's so perfect. I love the role. I love how they they cast him. Uh, everything was was perfect with them. So uh, and and it's just one of those when I was young, I was like, man, watch out for Jaws. You know, it wasn't like the fish Jaws. <laughs> it was like the 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 Bond henchman Jaws. <laughs> I love it, number four, Josh.
2: Here I'm going outside the box with this villain. I love him so much. He's so campy, though, but I just love him so much. It's Max Zorin.
0: Oh yeah, but it's also Christopher Walken, so it's it not is. just Mac. So you you get a double header there.
2: <laughs> he's so good, and then he's got like Grace Jones as his, yeah. and so it's like.
0: Yeah, middle that, I mean, man. Mayday, Grace Jones plays yeah. Mayday, and probably my favorite henchman of all of the Bonds. I don't think, like I said, Jaws is still number one as far as, like, the role, but I just love how Grace Jones played that part.
1: Yeah.
0: That was awesome. All right, Wes, what do you got it for?
1: That's my number four, too. man. <laughs> <Doran. laughs> I mean – just even the character itself is he's hes actually just like a, a CIA creation. Right? right. So, you know, he's basically, I mean, he's just bred that way. And just the lines he has in it and uh, you know, well, and, he, just, he just plays this psycho so well.
0: <laughs> right. Without being over the top, you know, I mean, yeah. there's so much he does good. So that's it's yeah. Uh let's see, number three, the uh Derek, you lead. Yep.
2: It's for me, and this was one of a Bond villains that was equally as skilled as him. Uh, and that's Scaramanga. Oh, interesting. Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, man with the Golden Gun. Christopher Lee, man. Can't go wrong with the movie's not as good as the other movies, but as a villain. Right.
0: Right, there's a good interaction. There's a good interaction between them throughout, you know. And it doesn't just not just like the end interaction. It's like the mind games that they're playing.
2: He's like the gentleman too. He's like, oh, I'm gonna kill you, but I'm just gonna hang out
0: with you for a second before (laughs) we (laughs) before I try to do that. Uh, Yeah, man, with Golden Gun, Uh, like it. All right, Wes, what do you got at three?
1: Gotta go with Goldfinger.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, he's just, just the, his demeanor. And there's just so many great lines. You know, there's just so many great lines with him and 007 and going back and forth at the end. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. It's just, I, I mean, yeah, I love Goldfinger. And he he just plays the part so well, it's it's funny though. It's like, awesome powers almost kind of ruined it, <clears throat> but you know you you obviously you know what he's spoofing on. But um, I think I think you did a good job. I like Old Finger, one of my top ones. So I know, Derek might not agree with this one, but I got number three. I got Doctor No. No, I
1: agree. I yeah. just watched that um, today,
0: man. and the original Doctor No. The the reason I like because he he's like it's the original villain, you know. It's that beginning of the series. It's you know it's Bond against the arch villain, and oh, I thought you might have him higher, so maybe maybe you don't. <laughs> I, uh, I I I could have I could have him higher because I really believe that you know it's kind of the making of the of the villain he's the og villain
1: so remember where you're talking about live and let die where it seemed like it took a while for roger moore to kind of warm up to the role right right it, the whole script and everything it seemed like the same thing with the doctor no yeah until doctor no they they met and right. they sat at the table and Ugh. i was telling my dad this the other day i was like this is when 007 became 007 right but that interaction doesn't was, happen without doctor no who right. was brilliant, mm-hmm. and that's and he and you could tell he started feeling comfortable. He found his mm-hmm. mojo at Double Seven, and then the rest is history. Yeah, well, and you,
0: you find the uh, the whole good versus bad, you know, you yeah. find the the hero versus villain yeah. role. All right, well, this is where it gets starts getting tougher. Number two, Wes.
1: I got Christopher Plummer. The man with the golden gun. Yeah. I mean, right at the beginning of the movie, it's like, oh, shoot, this dude's going to, his sole purpose is to take out Double O Seven. Forget about, you know, taking over the world and all this stuff. Yeah, there's lasers and all this stuff. But he wants to do 007. He wants to duel 007. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 you're like, whoa, this is kind of interesting. It's, it's and, iconic. Yeah. And just, you know, He's a, kind of a creepy dude. I mean, he's just—he's a great. I mean, Christopher Plummer is a great actor. I mean, and right. Spur- Lee. Christopher I Lee. Mean, Christopher Lee. Yeah, he, yeah. It's just, yeah, he's he's nailed the role. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I've always I've always liked that role. Uh, the movie itself slightly There's- brings it down for me a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, because it's not one of my favorite bonds. I mean, obviously, I like them all, but it wasn't one of my top. Um, so number two, I got Zoran. Zoran was so close to being number one, but because he's not as iconic in this in the franchise, um, he's he just plays in this really great movie, but he plays the role so perfectly to be this like relaxed psychopath and doing all the things he's trying to do, but just doing it as, you know, as Christopher Walken playing that part, like it, it, it's hard to get better than that when you're asking for, for a villain. And, and he's still got the mass plans. He's still got the great henchmen. You know, he's still got it all. And then, uh, yeah, so he he nails that role. I got Zora in it too.
2: And this is where you guys are going to think, huh? <laughs> so my two is Alec Trevay. Trev- oh Trev-
1: yeah. I thought about so GoldenEye. he's yeah,
0: he's on my list, and yeah. God, it was so hard not to keep him on there. First of all, I love Goldeneye, but yeah, go, tell us tell us why you got him there.
2: Well, because he's a double O, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like just the whole scene where bond uh at the very beginning sets the timer earlier than he's supposed to and then later in the movie alex like well i set the timer you know for the way you had it
0: <laughs>
2: and he's just because he knew all he knew the game plan he knew the yeah. playbook and so and then he had on the top man that one, you have a femme fatale plus a henchman right there right,
1: right.
0: yeah and um What's his name? Sean Bean. Is that his? Yeah, yeah. He he plays the role so well. He's really good actor. Number one, uh, but he plays that role really well. So I I would say one of the better again at in in encapsulating the role of of a lot of the different villains. So he was definitely on my list. It was really hard. It's really hard not to keep, to keep him on there. He uh, Mister Big edged him out. All right, well, number one, and I don't know. And obviously, there's multiple multiple parts of this, but I mean, Blofeld, is there any other way to go on this? I don't, I just don't know that there is. Like, I tried to like sneak Zorn in my head in there, you know? <laughs> I tried to say, oh, it could be Dr. No, it could be, you know, uh, there's a couple, uh, Goldfinger, you know, I had all these other man with the golden gun, you know, but. It's Blofeld, right? Because it's that's just... it. Obviously, some people played it better than others, but I think it's uh, that's the most iconic villain that you'll ever have in James Bond. Yeah,
2: that's who I got his Blofeld, too. I'm just trying yeah. to remember what... So there was Teddy Savalas. Yeah,
0: yeah, ter- Terry Savalas. Is it, is it Terry or Teddy? It's Teddy.
2: Teddy Savalas. He was the first, yeah.
0: right? And then no, he, he was. No, wasn't Teddy t- t- Savalis like the third?
2: No, because he was in the. um. No. You know, right and after. Because Connery didn't one. have a Blofeld, did he?
1: Yeah, he did. Well, he. Now. And. Um, so you only lived twice. They had the one bald headed Blofeld. That was the first. Right. One. The first one. The guy that had the cat. Right, but, but yeah. then the other blow was in Diamonds Forever, but he was in. You right. only lived twice too. The guy with the gray that's hair, true. he was the third one. The second one, right, right. Walls. yeah, Kelly
2: was like, Donald Pleasance was first, and you only yes. lived twice. Right, right,
0: yeah, because he that's the that's where the pat the the petting of the cat came in, and that's where Mike Myers, you yeah. know did his thing on it on his his uh. When
2: then yeah, you had uh, Charles Gray was Diamonds Are Forever, yeah. Uh, Max Van Sydow never say never again, and then Christopher Waltz for Specter.
0: Yeah. So he's- yeah, that and it's 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 iconic because it is the best villain. But they also like you know make it interchangeable for different movies and still have this you know iconic villain. Because that's really the ultimate like enemy of Bond, right? But yeah,
1: the ultimate enemy of the world.
0: Right. He's like the he's Basically, the world arch enemy. The enemy of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bond's the
1: good guy. He's the bad guy of yeah. the world. Yeah. <laughs> the whole world. Yeah. What do you what do you got at one last? I got Christopher Waltz Blue Film. Yeah. So. um, he's it's that's some of those scenes are just, they're eerie you know he's just that good and then of course he has to make it in Paris in the imperious in the last one right and he has a pivotal role in that too i mean he didn't die or anything he makes he basically ends everything right there i mean he's pulling the strings you know even when he's in you know prison so yeah i got crystal walls Yeah, what what a
0: list though because, um, what's the guy that played in um, Casino Royale, the villain? Yeah,
1: the sheep was almost. Yeah, that's a,
0: yeah. That for me, that's also the kind of Bond villain that I really enjoy because it's like a thinking man's game. Yeah, but then also like he like the way he tortures him. Yeah, like just messed up. <laughs> Uh, so i really like him in that um like mayday is like i said a great henchman uh goldfinger obviously is uh is up there so the, i mean so those are some of my honorable mentions you know i think they could easily be uh interchangeable within the list All right well specter right
2: that's number right. 1
0: yeah. Right, right. I guess number one would be Spectre, right? But but Blowfield really is Spectre, so right. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's like Hank Hankel and Einhorn, right? and Einhorn. No, they're the same. Uh, okay, that's that's good. Good top five there. So to kind of wrap up the uh, the James Bond. Here we're just not gonna do top five, but what's your favorite James Bond movie? So for anybody that's still listening, this is the movie you need to watch if you're not a James Bond fan. What do you tell them?
1: You mean our favorite or the best one? Okay, go with whatever you think. I'm just gonna go with my favorite, and that's Live and Let Die. Yeah. Or Are M- we doing X. just
2: one or top five? Just, we're just, doing
1: just, one. Just, one. We're just one or one. Yeah. It's live and let die. It's just, yeah, like you said, Mr. Big is a good villain. Yeah. But just everything. It's just it it makes me just want to like transport into the 70s.
0: Right. Well, and it, the, it,
1: it's a good plot. Like he's going and
0: like figuring out the assassinations, and then they're like trying to kill him the whole movie, like with all these
1: different assassination attempts. <laughs> and the best supporting actor of that movie is the was the boat, the boat race. And the the sheriff is like, right. <laughs> it's like he has so many great lines.
2: He almost yeah. makes the
1: movie. Well, didn't he appear in another one too? It was terrible. It was the next one because it was uh the Man with the oh, Golden Gun, oh. and it was I mean a lot of that movie was terrible. I mean Christopher Lee made the movie, but he was in that too. Yeah, another boat thing, but.
0: Yeah, for, for me it's a beautiful kill. Uh there's so much in that movie as far as like different things they're doing. It's the scenes are always so different from where they're going to place to place. And like sometimes it's it's on the mountain, sometimes they're up in a in a hot air balloon and in a mine and on the uh, they're on the equestrian field, <laughs> you know, with horses. And but then you've got You know, I think at that time Roger Moore really coming into his own. It's I think it's his last movie, right? Yeah. So it's really
1: his last Bond movie. Now they did Um, the same thing with another Bond movie, and it was one of the worst ones. That was Moonraker. Right, right. They did it like so many different scenes, and then that wasn't enough. They had to shoot him in the space. Right, but
0: they. I mean, come on, dude. You got so Moonraker is one of the worst because. It's like you're gonna go into space and have this have bond in space. It's like Jason in space, right? The 13th in space, what's you know. I dumb mean,
1: about it, what's dumb about it is only, it was when all those movies were like you had Superman, right. You had Star Trek. It's like, no, we got to do the same thing. It's like, really, it's James Bond, he doesn't belong in space.
0: There is one thing about that movie, it's one of the best, like, villain plots. Like his plot is, is to like build like a, a race of people <laughs> and then like from the from space like poison gas everybody or something like that. And you like know it's what's
1: just... insulting though? The insulting thing about that is he <laughs> didn't think the girl with the glasses
0: was I mean yeah. <laughs> just because
1: she had bad eyes. Come on.
0: Right. But yeah, Moonrake's pretty bad. But I love you to kill, it's always been one of my favorite bonds, if not always my favorite. Just the acting's great on it. Uh, like I said, Grace Jones kills it. But Grace Christopher Jones Watkins makes a movie. It.
1: I remember watching it as a kid. I was like, oh my god. And I'm like, I shouldn't be having these feelings. I'm like, sick. I <laughs> shouldn't be having these feelings. Uh, all
0: right, well, what do you got there?
2: Well, I mean, I'm... So... It's got to be Goldfinger, it's man. Gotta be
0: Goldfinger. <laughs> it's got to be
2: Goldfinger. I mean... Oh, oh yeah. are you are you going to go meet the president too, Goldfinger?
1: That is the best Bond comeback. Because it's like, oh, dude, he's screwed. He's on a plane with Goldfinger. He's going to die. Yeah. And he's like, at first, he's like, thinks about it. He's like, he doesn't care. He's like, he does that line. It's like so funny.
2: I mean, like you have Aja, Pussy Galore. You got, you know, the girl that cover like it's turned to gold.
1: Right jill joe masterson yeah well and
0: and it's like goldfinger is legit one of the better villains too right and then his no nonsense he he has one of the better plots too like when you think about it like his plot is to like destroy the u.s's gold so his gold becomes worth more right
1: yeah and you're like it it is kind of a, a twist and you're like what like
0: Oh, and then they, of course they have to get China involved. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and that was the thing is like Bond, no matter how like, you know, many comebacks and everything, Goldfinger was just stone faced the whole time.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and then uh, if I'm like I someone who's never seen the Bond movie, that's the one I want them to see first. Right, as long
0: as they've never seen Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, his he ruined that
2: movie. You know, he's not. I mean, Goldmember is nowhere like they have (laughs) no nothing in common at all.
1: I love gold.
2: (laughs) I want to be like an honorable mention was the next movie after Goldfinger, and I think that one is the most put together one. But you don't really have the biggest villain, and that's from Russia with Love. Yeah,
1: that's that's before
2: it. Is that before? Yeah, that's second before it, right?
1: No, it's it's a it, it in a lot of the it's usually rated in the top five in every review I've seen. Because yeah. it's just a, a good movie. The well, positive, you can't go it's wrong. not over the top. It's not mm-hmm. you know, it's none of that stuff. It's a solid movie. Yeah. You can't go wrong
2: with the first three. Yeah. I don't yeah. Well, the first three, they're perfect movies to me. The
1: henchman, that henchman was good. Because that was remember the beginning where they choked the fake 007? You're like, oh. <laughs> and then you knew he was the bad, and he was trying to figure it out. Like, who is this guy? You're like, dude, it's the bad guy, dude.
0: And he figured what, it out. What about the what about the newer ones? Like, just Daniel Craig. What do you guys think?
2: Um, well, I did a top five, and it was I put it at five because to just give Daniel Craig an Olive Branch, but I have Skyfall. I think Skyfall's
1: Skyfall is the best. I. It, I think it, it's yeah, it's it's one of the best, one of the best Bond movies. It's really good. I didn't
2: yeah. think it'd be good. That's oh, a good Javier. one too. Javier Bardem was so good as
0: a villain. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would agree. I think Skyfall. If you're gonna watch one of the newer ones, that's the way to go. The the thing with Daniel Craig,
2: and it, it's just for me, just he doesn't, he's not really funny at all. No, you know what I mean? He's just mostly business, so right. it's like That's a cold funniest one odd. he was in. He's just
1: ready Skyfall, to go and fight. Skyfall was the funniest, funniest he was in out of all of them, you know, because he was human, he was getting he was becoming how doubles how the movie started. 007 wasn't, wasn't a young guy, right? When, in the well, beginning, yeah. so he was becoming the old, like the, the Sean Connery 007. And he was having a hard time adjusting to that. He's like, I'm getting old. And that was yeah. what was cool about it. He was human. And then he came out and become a badass. Anyways, he, he, he found a different way to win when he got old. That's he doesn't
0: cool put the him. he doesn't put the personality into 007, though, that no. especially Sean Connery did, you know. But it's like I guess you could call it funny sense of humor, but it's just like He's, he's very robotic, you know, and he doesn't yeah. have that. He, he doesn't have that, like, I'm a real person, yeah. you know. Instead, you're just Bond.
2: Well, that's, a, like, he made it more like an action movie guy instead of a James Bond to me. Right. Now, his movie's were really good. I just didn't think he personified the entire of a Bond.
1: He's yeah. like a rough, he's like an, an ex-military guy type of Bond who, yes, that's how he would probably, a person would be going through the crap he's gone through, but it's not as entertaining. You
2: know? Right. What is the worst Bond movie?
0: Oh, Moonraker. It's gotta be Moonraker. Let's let's think about this for a second.
1: Now, he thinks, I I always thought it was Octopus. I I taped Octopus, and I've watched it a few times. It is Octopussy is pretty bad. The villain's annoying. <laughs> I mean, he's like yelling the whole time, and then the he's always got to have a circus or something
2: like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the Faberge egg. But
1: Moonraker <laughs> yeah. is, ew. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah, but the villain's good in that though.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's not bad.
1: So, yeah. What's he, the,
0: uh,
2: what's the one with Bambi and Thumper in it?
1: That's diamonds. Diamonds forever. Diamonds are forever. Sure. I like that. That's a great one.
2: With the I like it. Men.
1: do you know that one? They ran out of money because oh, they, had really? to pay, they had to pay Sean Connery, and that's when he there was a big riff. Like, like he wanted to get paid, and they ran out of money, and so they didn't have money to finish the movie, and that's why the special effects in the last like twenty minutes are terrible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> dude, if I'm a producer, I'm like, all right. Let's just cut this out, and people will know something blew up. We right. don't have to show like it's like me lighting fireworks in the front yard and throwing <laughs> Derek into it. It's like you know, it's like oh yeah,
0: that's great. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it, you're right. I mean, that's pretty awful too. Both of those movies aren't my favorites,
1: uh, but I like, can really,
0: I can really say those are the two only two I really don't like. At all, you know. I mean, I also watch him, of course. I've watched. Them I don't really times, like. But... Never dies. Marl never dies.
1: Yeah. Movie, you know.
0: Is that is that the Jonathan
2: Price
1: one or? That's the the media mogul one. I don't know. Like, yeah, Jonathan Harvard. Price. Harvard, yeah. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah, the, the sad
2: thing is, is the Pierce Brosnan ones. You know, you got Goldeneye, which was amazing.
1: Yeah, Goldeneye and was then.
2: Tomorrow Never Dies was not good. I mean, you had
1: what? Wasn't World's that the one with Terry Hatcher? Was... Yeah, that was annoying. And, and
2: th- is that the one with Denise Richards too, where she's like a? No, no,
1: to... no. That's the next one. That's World's Not Enough. Yeah, and that one's horrible just, too. Yeah, just World's just Not yours. Enough is not great. I like not one, action, she just they're doing right. They're not so terrible
0: hard. though. They're not. They're but not. That terrible. one isn't
2: because that one you have Robert Carlyle, right? And he's
0: great yeah. as a villain. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he
1: was good. He was solid. No, so,
0: he, they're still watchable movies. Like they're still good enough movies. You know. Here's one though.
2: When I first watched it, I thought it was awesome. Now i'm watching. I'm like, this is really bad. I'd
0: die another day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
1: mean, thought I, was, I thought it was. I thought it. That's like jumping Dreamer. around
2: the shark. Jumping the shark on that one.
1: All right. <laughs> Yeah, the the whole surfboard thing. <laughs> when the surfboard thing happened, I'm like really, that's another thing you cut out. You have to show them like, what is this a Beach Boys movie? It's right. Like, you know, <laughs> is this a Beach this is not that
2: Funicello gonna show up? With, Again, yeah
1: Bond not doesn't belong in space, and Bond doesn't belong in a surfboard.
0: Oh, <laughs> surfboard. <laughs> He belongs in a car that goes into the water and turns into a submarine. But no,
1: <laughs> Don't tell me the car sings in Die no, That was pretty awesome on the ice. That was pretty good. Right. Cool. I like it. I like the action. I just don't like
2: it. Right. Just I the like speak. the villains in that one, though, too. Yeah. Like, how ridiculous of it is where you make yourself into a white guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's okay though. <laughs> Look he goes from uh, what was a North Korean to a British white guy.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, that's a little over the top, but I don't know. And Madonna. Well, to... And the Madonna shows up like, what is Madonna? <laughs> I was like, at least get put in Britney Spears. I mean, why Madonna? You know, she
2: um, did the theme song.
1: I know. You Get it? Throw a bone. Well, I okay. think we just uh, ruined our Bond top five.
0: Uh, for not for villains, but for if we were going to do like top five movies, <laughs> like I think we just said them all.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, but
0: so now people got them.
1: Yeah, you got you got our top five. Well, we
2: always could do top five opening scenes from Bond movies next. <laughs> time. Yeah, all the
0: skiing scenes, like three of them. Oh, dude. Scenes. What's the best scene, dude? That's why View to Kill is the best. View to Kill is by far the best, scene. dude. He picks up up the what was a snowboard kind of because it was part of the snowmobile. Then he starts snowboarding on it before snowboarding was cool. (laughs) I don't know. I think Spy Who Loved Me, Spy Who Loved Me, was um, pretty badass, too.
1: Yeah, I
2: mean, I that's the one. gets on the parachute
1: that's got the British flag on it. Right, right. right. I would say View is my favorite because of the surfboard. But you want to talk about I know it's an, he's annoying kind of the movie is, but Majesty those skiing scenes are legit. Yeah, yeah those and are good ones too. They had some great action skiing scenes and I, I couldn't believe it. And I think that's part of the reason why in a lot of top fives uh, majesty is in just because of the, those skiing scenes yeah imagine if connery would have done that movie oh yeah done <laughs> that would be the best that would be the best bond movie yeah
0: yeah that's a good one all right well, we'll wrap it up here at uh finish off with our bond uh thanks for uh sticking with us if you're still listening appreciate you guys uh listening don't forget to subscribe and like Uh, Hit your notification bell so you can get the next podcast, uh, which I'm a little behind, but I'll have up soon. Uh, Hopefully, we're working on some editing, too, so we're working on that. Uh, Talked about NBA, talked about James Bond, but we got a couple more months. It's football season, so we're filling some time. (laughs) If you have any uh anything you want to hear, leave it in the comments. Uh we love to go from some comments and use those as topics. But uh everybody, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you next time.